The United States has opened its borders for the first time in more than a year. Fully vaccinated international travelers from over 30 countries can now visit the U.S. without quarantine. All they need is to show proof of vaccination and a negative COVID-19 test. Really, really exciting. I mean, I was meant to go just before COVID happened and obviously it's been delayed this long, so it's really exciting to finally be able to go, yeah. No, but yeah, we're going to see, um, say, my nephew, my mum's first grandson. We haven't met him. He's just turned one, so we're really yeah. excited. Haven't seen my brother and sister-in-law for two years, so, yeah, we're really yeah. looking forward to seeing them. Yeah. Nun, Herr Wood. Wir fliegen ähm, heute nach New York. Die Stimmung ist super. Wir freuen uns schon seit Januar drauf. Es wird Zeit, dass wir jetzt wieder in die USA dürfen, ja. <laughs> Simon Marks joins us live from Washington, D.C. Simon, how has the situation been on the ground? I mean, we've, we've heard passengers were warned to, to be prepared to endure massive delays. Yeah, I mean, we don't know yet. Uh, the first flight out of London's Heathrow Airport landed at John F. Kennedy Airport in New York eight minutes ago. So those passengers are now beginning to find out uh, whether John F. Kennedy Airport is going to be in a position uh, to deal with this massive influx of people who have waited months for the opportunity uh, to come to the United States, whether it's to see family members that they've been separated from, uh, just to spend uh, a weekend in Las Vegas or take the kids to Disney uh, or, of course, to engage in business travel that came to a dramatic halt uh, in March of 2020 when former President Donald Trump implemented that travel ban that was in place against 30 countries and has been lifted over the course of the last few hours. It's going to get very busy at American airports uh, throughout the afternoon and early evening uh, here in the United States. That is traditionally when most of the international long-haul flights, particularly those uh, from Europe, start arriving. I have to say, some of the airports uh, had uh, reduced their staffing uh, at immigration points to such a degree that even with the limited amount of international travel that was taking place, I can tell you that certainly here in Washington, D.C., even before the travel ban was lifted, there were often uh, long queues at arrival points for uh, travellers uh, who were allowed uh, legally to travel. Uh, so this is going to be a real stress test of places like John F. Kennedy Airport in New York, Dulles Airport here in Washington, D.C., San Francisco and LAX, of course, out uh, on the West Coast. And we'll be hearing from passengers uh, as they emerge into the arrival areas uh, as to just uh, how the U.S. facilities were able to cope with this massive increase in passengers beginning today. Simon, this could also be a test for the healthcare system. Uh, right now, infections are dropping in the U.S., but with more visitors entering the country, uh, these case numbers could grow. So what precautions are in place and is the healthcare system ready for this reopening? Well, the first point to make, Rachel, is that the airlines themselves have been required by the Biden administration to establish a track and trace operation. So, first of all, you can't come here unless you've been fully vaccinated and you can prove upon arrival that you've had a negative COVID test within uh, the 72-hour window pr prior to travel. But secondly, as of today, for the first time, passengers are required to provide details of where they will be staying after they arrive in the United States. 
United States. Up until today, providing that information has been optional. Now it's mandatory and it is required for the airlines to engage in a track and trace operation if a passenger on any uh, flight uh, tests positive for COVID-19 shortly after arrival uh, in the United States. Precisely how the airlines are going to mount that operation is another big challenge for them. There is no question that public health professionals uh, advising the Biden administration and others will be keeping a very close eye on the data, because again, this is going to be a real-world stress test uh, of allowing people back into the country uh, from more than 30 nations all over the world. What impact is that going to have on even the most recent wave of COVID-19, fueled as it has been by the Delta variant? And many of these 30 nations are actually in Europe, where, uh, which is currently experiencing a surge. Do you foresee a situation where a snap shutdown of borders could happen because of that? Well, they're certainly not ruling anything out here in the United States, nor indeed are the Europeans ruling anything out uh, with regard to changing arrangements for Americans who want to travel there. Uh, however, I think the Biden administration will be keen to put this travel ban behind it, even though, of course, President Biden embraced it when he came into office. He ran into considerable diplomatic criticism among friends and allies of the United States around the world uh, for a policy that closed this this country, for example, to travellers from Paris or Rome or the UK, uh, but allowed people in a relatively uh, low level of COVID-19 uh, infections uh, here in Washington, D.C., for example, to carry on travelling back and forth at will to Florida, for example, which had a much higher rate of COVID-19 than countries in Europe were experiencing. So uh, the Biden administration, I think, will be loath to uh, return to an era of travel restrictions. But at the end of the day, uh, the White House insists that the president is guided by the science. And that's why uh, the answer to this question uh, as to whether this is going to lead to an uptick in, in infections in the United States is so critical. Thanks for that, Simon. That's Simon Marks in Washington, D.C.